Hello, Dave. Welcome. This is the start of the show, yeah? Yeah, so yeah, we... So big welcome. We've just recorded two chats here. at um, We're at Stomping Ground. Gee, don't we work hard? We do work hard. For all of our listeners. I take a sip as I say that. Do it. What are you sipping? Um, I'm drinking the Robert... No, the One-Eyed IPA, sorry. You're drinking a maple syrup beer? Maple syrup, Very salted pretzel. Uh, like the comment that I had when you suggested what I should drink, I said, get me that bullshit salted pretzel whatever ale because normally I wouldn't want to go there but Stomping Ground don't usually tread that territory and everything is such a high standard that I want to see what they're doing with it and it's pretty good Nice, pretty good? Like would you order it again? Definitely um, What would you call the base beer? Maybe a brown ale would you say? Yeah, no idea. I think oh. so. It's a pretty dry brown What's ale. What's the ABV? Couldn't tell you can't see from here, but like, it's got a pretzel-y aroma up front. It's kind of salty and pretzel-y, which I think is smart because when you put the word pretzel in a beer name, people have expectations, but then it settles down immediately into a quite nice drinkable brown ale. Really good. Now, why are we here? We are here to... Uh, Celebrate that person's exactly. Christmas party. Uh, we're talking to... Uh, Fiona and Ed from Dollar Bill Brewing, which is a bit fun. Before we hear from them, I really like Fiona and Ed, and I really like their beers. Yeah. Um, good yeah. people making good beers for the right reasons. Their vision really makes it me think they're doing they're on the right track to the right yeah. things. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my yeah, good chat to those guys and the beers that we tasted. Uh, if it didn't come across on the during the chat, were great. We the, um, Yeah, we drank the uh, Palais. Farmhouse on Mike, and I think we talked about that a little bit. Delicious, clean, fun, light saison. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc barrels, I think, was that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the Grand Cru was a four-year... Uh, four-year blend with a two-year, I think. Yeah, blended with a two-year, and that was delicious. Yeah, that was yummy. Really good, so amazing. We're not going to do a sort of a closeout today, um, so if there's a recommendation... Go seek them out. They've just hit bottle shops around Melbourne. Good point. If you're gonna, if you're getting a bottle of their Grand Cru, um, I think you're gonna be very happy with. with you the will be happy with that. So that's our Rex for the day. So be happy with that. Uh, we did Goose Island boat rocker launch the other day. We rode a boat. We fed some ducks, uh, and it was a beer launch, and it was pretty good. The October beer. Uh, yeah, like I still, I, I, I told myself I was going to research the October, because October is a style. Yeah. And I'd never heard of it, and I told myself I was going to research it, and I didn't do it. So um, I got the sense it was a mini barley wine style. Yeah, I did hear the term precursor to barley wine come up yeah. a bit. So. Um, barrel aged in whiskey barrels, uh, styled whiskey barrels. If you didn't listen to that show, uh, go back and listen. But I think, you know what I think we should do? We should get Matt from Boat Rocker maybe the next episode and he should explain it to us. Good idea. All right. We'll, no we'll one better than that, so stay tuned. I mean, I'll let you behind the curtain, listeners. We chatted to Matt on the day and he's keen to do a show. Why would you blot my spot like that, Dave? I know, yeah. Uh, but we, we, we weren't... The plan wasn't to explain that beer, but uh, a good opportunity to do so. Um, what did you think of the beer? Oh, I really liked it. I, I surprisingly liked it. I'm a, no, I, it shouldn't be surprising. It's a Goose Island collab in styled whiskey barrels with Boat Rocker. 
Uh, it was really well made, really tasty. It's not a beer you want to drink every day, but uh, throw some cheese with that. For sure. And like a, a sweet bloody uh, quince paste, and you'll be living the dream. I think you might be right. It was a tad sweet for me. Um, it made me think of, if you recall from our, maybe it wasn't even a show. Uh, last time we were at the Barrel Room, we haven't recorded the Barrel Room, so it mustn't have been a show. We drank the single, do you remember that? It was the beer they made just to propagate the yeast. Yeah. It, made, it re- reminded me of that, and I really liked that single. Yeah. So I couldn't shake that out of my mind. But um, Okay. Definitely worth picking a bottle of it. If you is it going? I'm sure it's going to sale, right? Yeah, yeah. They've got I think 150 cases, so quite a bit. Yeah, right. Um, I think it's going to retail for 30 bucks a bottle. But if you get some blue cheese, uh, yeah, it, creamy brie, delicious. Look, it's the kind of beer you could win someone over with, for uh, sure. In that situation, um, yeah, interesting. And we should say we we were there for for free on behalf of the the PR, um, free rowing around the era. Yeah. Uh, any other news? Don't think Anything so. Anything else? There probably is, but I uh, tune into the next good. Uh, sorry, next Bruce News podcast. We're on that. Oh, I'm How on often that. How do they publish that show? Tomorrow. It'll be up tomorrow. So, so it'll the be last up before one. Uh, this show is okay. So current episode, Luke is weighing in on what topics? All sorts. So many hot takes. Those takes were hot. I almost. Uh, sorry, I tried to convince Pete Mitchum to join me for a $5 punk rock show at a Footscray squat. Yeah. He wasn't keen. He wasn't keen? No. How close were you to getting him? Oh, not that close at all. Uh, But we discussed punk rock music and that's the main thing. How'd that come up? Brewdog. Fair enough. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up and throw to the uh, much more informative chat of Ed and Fiona. So first of all, you're going to hear Steve Jeffers from the Tap House talking about, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I think Steve Jeff is first talking about the Movember initiative from Stomping Ground, and then, or maybe first, I don't know. Luke can make the call later on. Um, You'll be surprised when we come back bill. from the break. Yeah, fair Who enough. Who knows? It's a lottery. Ooh, Steve Jeff is or uh, Ed and Fiona. You'll find out soon. Check us out on alivertime dot com at alivertime or at melbdave Mel for you. Dave, Dave at alivertime dot com. Luke at alivertime dot com. Send us emails. Give us a rating on iTunes. Subscribe to Patreon. Uh, say hi to your dad. Check us out on... Uh, hi- Send someone a snail mail letter. Yeah, good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Jeff is from the local tap house slash stomping ground slash gabs now. How are you? Nice to see you guys. Here we are again. Yeah. Love it's it every time. How long ago was it we last chatted? It Probably was in the park in, yeah. uh, in Falkland oh, Park that's after true. the Hottest 100. Beautiful day. I remember that. Rode my bike. Yeah, it was a nice day. I yeah, that was Looking a forward to summertime again and recording in the park. It's a nice way to do it. Is that, do you do that very often? Uh, occasionally, yeah. A couple yeah. of times last summer. It was nice. A few times, actually. Hmm. A couple of times there. Once in Carlton Gardens. Like, if we have a couple of beers that we want to drink, we just think... It's better than you know sitting in one of our houses or sitting in a bar. Damn right. Enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Now we want you to tell us about your Movember campaign. Can you give us the rundown on what's happening with you guys? Yeah, we. um, Oh, it must have been about four or five months ago. We had an idea that um, 
I think uh, a number of our staff had been growing moustaches and I'd seen a pattern over the last 10 years at our venues where guys had grown moustaches but none of them had really raised money. It was kind of a staff fun thing and I thought that that was something that probably happened quite widely and so I pitched an idea to Movember where, because I I felt that Movember is obviously very male skewed and I felt like there's probably a lot of opportunity that kind of goes through the sieve and they don't capitalise on and I thought that uh, by relating it to a beer where a people who men who have health issues discuss it with their other friends male friends or female friends or family um often over a beer and so i said to them well why don't uh, we kind of partner up and uh, we release a beer or we revolve it around a beer which is, is gip street pale ale and uh, for every um and we get uh, venues all around the country supporting it by um, by tapping it through the month of November. So that's what we've done. I think we've got about 115 venues all over the country uh, who are on the 1st of November will tap it. And uh, by getting involved, by the members of the public going out and drinking Gip Street in those venues during that month is they'll be helping us raise $75,000, which hopefully will exceed. Um, but it's a fairly hairy number, pardon the pun. And we... Uh, but we're confident we get there. The support's been amazing, and uh, I can't. I look forward to handing over that big novelty check to November. <laughs> so you're going to get um, a big novelty check then? Oh, you have to, right? <laughs> For a big number like that, so that's yeah, a yeah. bloody big number. We more I'm importantly, not, will you be growing a mustache yourself? Well, it wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't call it a mustache. Can we call it uh, kind of fluff or something like that? <laughs> and because I'm slightly ginger, or be it more grey than ginger now. Is uh, it's not going to be the most impressive mo, but it's not like <laughs> hey, one, in, ever, one in all in, right? They, they, yeah. they never are. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's part of the fun. Yeah. I hate people that try and get a head start. You see people like late October starting to do it, and you're like, nah, you're cheating. Nah, you got to shave down. Apparently, I've never done it before, but there are some guys in here. One in particular who doesn't work here anymore. He went back to a real job, and he um, he um, had an incredible mo, very bushy mo, and I was very envious. But uh, listen, it's it's uh, it's a way that uh, we can work with because Movember are neighbours of ours uh, just down here. It's an international charity that know that obviously is based here, and it kind of just fit. We kind of really got on well together when we sat down with them. And uh, how easy is it to support Movember than just have a good beer? And um, if this goes well, then who knows uh, where it can go? But we were certainly helped by Keg Star Bintani and Lickex who who came to the party with uh, kegs and, and ingredients and logistics to really help us uh, make it work. Um, so it's certainly very ambitious, but the reaction suggests that we're going to get across the line in that number, and um, we're really excited. So 115 venues, I'm going to guess, pretty countrywide? Yeah, there is certainly a focus on Melbourne. That's our kind of home patch. But uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide, uh, and I'm not sure about Canberra, but all of those, there's about... Uh, 20 venues in Perth uh, we've just signed up and I think now that word's getting really out there is that uh, we're getting a, even more venues wanting to help and be, be a part of it so um, yeah and we've kind of come up with this little idea obviously women or most women I know can't grow mows but we've come up with this novelty coaster where uh, you can put it on your face and it sits under your nose and uh, it's got a little hot moustache on it as well and it looks it's a lot of fun and um, the idea is that uh, we'll pick someone who, a random winner, and uh, we're going to kind of uh, give them a whole bunch of uh, Gip Street kegs and they can have a party on us, really. Oh, so fun. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess the, the widest stomping ground theme is, seems to be sort of charitable things. You've got the Pride of Vice, which I think we spoke about last time we spoke. Yeah, I guess we're going to see sort of more 
I guess community community support from you guys. Yeah, listen, I haven't done this. No, I'm not trying to push you to do more. You're doing a lot no, already. Listen, it's, 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 it's seventy five thousand dollars yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's been a part of everything we've done since the first day of. In fact, before the tap house, when I had a bar called the Senkil the Local on the same site, we were raising money all the time for various charities, and we set up a whole bunch of things. But it's kind of what we do. Um, certainly, Movember is a is exceptionally large. But over the years, I'd say we've probably donated at least $150,000 to various uh, charities from small uh, local ones to international disaster relief uh, funds. Um, so it's definitely part of what we have done in the past and will continue to do. But what, I'm, what we're doing is establishing kind of core partners. So Pride Advice raises money for the Midsummer Futures Program, which is last year we raised $8,000 with very little run-up. Uh, this year, I think we'll probably double that or more. Um, and November, if we do seven, seven, five this year, who knows what we'll do next year. But I'm kind of keen to do two or three throughout the year that are kind of we're real collaborators with. And then, like every every month, we're doing small charity stuff through the the Firkin Fridays. We donate all the proceeds from that to local charities as well. So it is a big part of what we do, and um, we've got a lot of things in the pipeline that will continue that kind of thing it's it feels like a good thing to do yeah yeah i think um i remember thinking a while back there's a lot of money going over the bar in you know most craft beer venues and it's not a cheap industry to be part of and if you've got a lot of money you're probably spending it on beer but a few bucks here and there from most beer lovers can can go a long way well even Um, like the spectaculars that obviously that's where gab started at the tap houses as well is that we've pretty much every spectacular for 10 years so what's let's say that's 30 or 40 is uh we've always had a gold coin donation minimum gold coin donation and we that would generate somewhere between 800 and 1500 uh that we would give to a charity so as you say a couple of dollars here or there and the idea behind behind gift street is that customer actually doesn't need to do anything other than drink a good beer the venues are supporting us because they're buying all the kegs and they know that um, they're supporting us as well. So, and then we've got this. Like, I don't know if we couldn't have done it without the likes of uh, Kegstar and Lickex and those guys. But they wanted to be connected to it, and so it, it was. When I picked up the phone, the response was immediately positive. That sounds like a great idea. We want to be part of it, and um, yeah, I think we're going to get to that number. I think, uh, which is, you know, really, really cool. That's so positive. Where can uh, people go to find information? Is there a website set up for that? Or? Yep, uh, uh, stompingground.beer, which is our website, uh, hashtag Movember. And uh, there is an explanation of what's going on, how people can help, and there's a list of all the supporting venues. And uh, if we have time, we'll build a, kind of a beer finder where we have already one on our website, but I'm hoping to build one in time that people can see where their nearest venue is. And if they, people follow Facebook, we'll be doing, like, the street posters are going up all over town for the whole month and there's possibly billboards and it's, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty big. But on social media, we're working with our com- a company to, um, to uh, if you, wherever you are, uh, you might see a, uh, a Facebook uh, post uh, delivered to you that tells you where your nearest, it'll know where you are and, and send you to your nearest uh, venue that's uh, pouring Gip Street and supporting the uh, BMO campaign, as we're calling it. Future might be a little bit creepy, but it's helping you get beer and absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, charity. That's yeah. all right. Isn't like it? The mo- yeah. You know, we really want to support the venues who are supporting this. So, uh, our, one of our key objectives is to drive people uh, to know about which venues are doing it and to get people in there and asking for Gip Street when they're in there. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. No worries. Thanks um, for coming in again, and uh, we'll see you probably around the hottest 100 in that park. Same time, same place. I reckon we same hope tree. so. For same sure. tree. Same oh, tree. Yeah, let's lock it in. I've yeah. got that little star saved. 
because I, I put it into the map on the GPS coordinates. So oh, really? I know Google exactly where we were. <laughs> Absolutely. I do too, yeah. Oh, thanks so much. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple months. I'm loving your podcast as always, guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. We're joined by uh, Ed and Fiona from Dollar Bill. Hello. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good, thanks. How often do you get to Melbourne from, from Ballarat? We try to get down here at least once, you know, a week if we can. Uh, sometimes it does fall back to uh, once a fortnight, unfortunately. That's pretty often, though. That's yeah. pretty good, yeah. So that weekly is basically visiting venues and dropping beers off? When I remember to actually leave the beer and I'm not talking, yes. Okay. <laughs> and family. Family too, so. Yeah, right. So you get home and you've still got all the beer and you're like, oh, shit. It does happen when Ed's <laughs> not with me, yes. Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> So what is Dollar Bill? Because I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have come across you guys yet. Um, basically barrel fermented uh, beer, basically. So, okay. Yeah. Your first beer was a cider? Yeah, that's right. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the first one and then we'll talk about the other ones after it? We started with cider due to the uh, tax laws with beer um, and cider falls under the wet tax. So it uh, made a lot more sense to start with the cider, test the waters, see if our business plan was working and, and what we were doing was... Uh, going to work, and then we moved on to beer. So, yeah. And did it work? Uh, it's working Very all right. well. Yeah. It's nice and slow. Awesome. The cider, though, wasn't, I guess, a cider that you're getting, you know, by most brewers if they're doing a, a standard cider. It had a bit more complexity than that. Can you tell us a bit about it? Uh, very dry, uh, barrel fermented, barrel aged for about 18 months, and then uh, dry hopped on the finish. So Yeah, right. I um, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I know it. you did too, Dave. So good. Um, are we going to see the return of that, or it's going to be? Yeah, we've got a bit in the uh, in the process at the moment, so it'll yeah, just wait and see how it turns out, and if it's uh, good enough, we'll release that in probably twelve months. Yeah, nice. Um, a bold sort of statement to make for a first beer slash cider in terms of barrel aged, um, quite funky, quite dry, and then dry hops. Is that kind of going to be what your plan is from going forward? Always a little bit. Yeah, we've looked, looked at a few other techniques with the uh, the next lot. So we've, uh, we've actually inoculated with a bit of Brett. Uh, one one barrel got uh, a complete dose of Brett Dre in that. And uh, we looked at uh, dry hopping uh, during ferment, ferment as well. So it's, uh, yeah, a little bit inter- so interesting New, New England style yeah, for a cider. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, but not, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> kind of. Um, You've just released two more beers as well, as in you're, you're out on the road delivering them today. Can you tell us about those ones? Uh, we've got a Parley, which is our uh, farmhouse ale, uh, barrel fermented in a Sav Blanc barrel, and the Grand Cru, which is a four-year-old inoculated Lambic, or Lambic style, and then blended with a two-year-old farmhouse ale as well. So. Yeah, right. So continuing that theme of barrels and funk. Fiona, tell us about selling these kind of beers and ciders. How do you, you know, for a brand that, like, when you first emailed, I don't think we'd ever heard of them. Um, and it was from, you know, Ballarat, and it was in barrels and funky, and we went, wait, who are these people? And, and you know, why aren't they on our radar yet? How did you approach people and say, this is who we are, and you wouldn't have heard of us, but it's out there? Uh, well, it was a very steep learning curve. So uh, Ed had been sort of involved in the wine and beer and all that world for a long time, but I, being his wife, didn't listen to him, of course. 
Um, so once we got everything started, he gave me a list basically of uh, where he liked to go really, I think, and who yeah. he looked up to in the industry and said, if you're going to go somewhere, these are probably the places we should look at. And time and time again, we were lucky enough, we were met with the same response. I said, hi, this is me, we've got this, would you like to drink it? And they went, that's great, we'll take it on board. And I sat there going, well, this is easy. And it was phenomenal. We were just really, really blessed. Um, and we've only recently moved to Ballarat about a year ago. And everyone they've met up there as well has just greeted yeah. us with open arms. Local sport's been great. And yeah, the locals have given us probably the confidence to, to back ourselves and really say we can do this. And one of those things, once we came up with the name, uh, which took two years in itself, once we got the name... Things don't move very fast we, around here. <laughs> we're slow, aren't we? We are. Four years for the beer. Yeah. and yeah. Um, No, but it was great. Once we got the name, an artist, sort of everything fell, which I have to give a shout-out to our artist. His name's uh, Craig McGill. He's uh, from... Uh, what's his studio? Real Nasty. Real Nasty, yeah. yeah we like to hang Real with nasty. people. Real Nasty. Real Nasty. Okay. <laughs> but uh, he's a fine line artist. He's incredible. And he does uh, all our artwork by hand. And it's just something we enjoy doing, so I think... I love the marketing side. Uh, he was never going to do the sales side. He's not much of a talker, but together it's worked out. We've, we've got a good balance. He gave me something that I can talk about, and uh, I've got to be part of this family now. Basically, it's a community. You know, I used to laugh. You see it on your barbecue shows. Same sort of thing on your beer shows. It's great. <laughs> so, uh, as I said, yeah, I get out there and talk to people, and they remind me to leave the boxes as I leave. Where were you guys before Ballarat? Oh, we're nomads. Uh, immediately before, we were back smash. Uh, prior to that, Altona, and then prior to that was uh, Dinner Plane and the Ski Fields. So. Yeah, we yeah. met uh, working up at the uh, snow. Yep. So, yeah, seasonal's our thing, isn't it? Yeah, all around Victoria, basically, <laughs> everywhere. Where did you get your inspiration for these funky farmhousey beers and ciders? I guess uh, been brewing for probably 10, 12 years, um, on and off. Uh, We've got a friend in the, the wine industry, so um, I went over to Canada in about 99 and took a job in a small microbrewery over there, and he took a job in a winemaker's over there. And uh, yeah, he kept on the wine industry and I kept on the hospitality and ski fields and stuff, and uh, kind of came back together a few years ago and, and started making more beers. So. Fantastic. So is that where you source all the barrels from? Yeah, yeah right. You find his, uh, his name's actually on the label too. Well, he's fake name. Fake name up there. So he's so. yeah. He he doesn't exist officially, but he's got a fake name. Is That's that correct. Yeah. Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> Big shout out to you. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about the labels because when I guess the third part of you know hearing about um, the name and then the what you guys are doing and then looking at the labels, they're quite unlike any other beer on the market. Um, and I think is it did the guy that did them. He designed a, a commemorative dollar note or a $10 note. $10 note, correct. And he's also done uh, Papua New Guinea currency. Yep. He's done passport, passport work, work yep. stamps, things like that. So it is that kind of, it does look like currency. Yeah. Correct. You know, that really, he's a, a fine, yeah, line. fine line artist. Uh, yeah, does well, work. it actually came about, Ed was looking to find an artist, basically, once we came up with the name. And he got down to two people and he said, go on the left or go on the right. And I said, oh, one on the right's much better. And he said, oh, can you ring this guy called Craig McGill? I went, I know him. Oh, right. Huh. He's like, how do you know him? I go, my sister played tennis with him when she was 15. Rang him up and what do you know? 
He's uh, right in the industry. He does a book called Wine Dogs. Oh, wow. I went, do you oh, like I beer? I know that book. It's there a good book. There you go. I went, do you like beer? He said, I like beer. I said, well, you work for beer. And he said, well, some of it. And uh, there you go. He signed on. There you go. So, yeah, they are quite different. But I also uh, I found a lot of stuff out there quite masculine. And I just, being a girl, I suppose I've put my little bit of a spin on it. Yeah, and uh, I like the way it's come across. How did you arrive at Dollar Bill as the name? Well, there was two streams of thought really that came into it. One, we'd been struggling for two years to find a name. Um, we had had previous ones and no one was super happy with. Uh, so there's two thoughts. One was the art side. So, you know, we had the quote, beer is art. Um, and so the Andy Warhol side, where they said to him, paint what you love, and he painted a dollar bill. Uh, and then... Ed's a bit younger than me, so he does that, what is it, that fancy hip-hop stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, into... Uh, who is it? Uh, Hip-hopopotamus? The Wu-Tang Clan. Dollar yep. dollar bill, y'all. So it all came together and uh, we Googled it and it was available. So that's pretty much yeah. where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to find a beer name. Is. It's very, really hard. And tricky. it's funny because a lot of people think we're quite commercial because of the name. Yeah. And they think, our oh, dollar bill sounds, you know, we're, we're not, you know one broken gate or, you know, access to paddock or something like that. It's not an organic name. Five dog. Exactly. Like <laughs> one pink elephant <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah um, colour and an animal is real popular. Correct. Yeah. We, and they actually, they put a band on me, no animals and no numbers. So uh, we were pretty happy we got a name at all. <laughs> yeah. Almost a number though. Dollar bill, not quite. Not yeah. quite. <laughs> one, one not quite. Uh, anything named after Wu-Tang is something that, that I'm going to like as well. Um, <laughs> And did you notice on our new seasonals on the label, we actually have put suggested tracks on there for people to play with them. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, what are the suggested tracks for each beer? Uh, so uh, Spring would be uh, The Far Side Passing You By. I really like that song. I find uh, Spring Always Passes You By. Yep. yep. Uh, summer is Protect Your Neck. Wu-Tang, yeah. once again. And There's some good conversations around music and beer and how it relates. So I'm glad that, like... There's some actually written down yeah, yeah. matches great. on a label. Well, That's great. Yeah. It's all about, you know, put the food and the drink and the tunes and the friends together. Yeah. And life's beautiful when you do it. There's nothing worse than being in a place where you don't like the music. No. And you've got the other things going on. Yes, like, oh, it'll man. kill it every time. Yeah. yeah. Every do you have time. any tunes going while it's maturing in the barrels? I did. I was actually playing <laughs> classical music for a while. <laughs> And, and that then, is not uh, a joke. That's what you should do. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense to me. I was, and uh, I, I decided I'd probably, yeah, I'll just play off the classical music. I was thinking maybe doing a collaboration with uh, Run the Jewels or something on the next, on the next lot. We'll I think they've done some beer. I think they did a beer show recently. Did they? As <laughs> um, in, like, played at a, a beer festival. Yeah, cool. So, you know, there's precedent there. Uh, so tell us about your process, because you mentioned um, we're at Stomping Ground now and you, and you know these guys pretty well. So you're, you're brewing some of your wort here? Yeah, yeah. Well, we work on a pilot system, so a little 70-litre pilot system, uh, and basically work out the recipes on that, upscale it, and then uh, off the barrel it goes for uh, extended ageing, basically. So um, I think it's more about starting with a good beer and then adding a little bit of complexity with the barrels and the ageing process. So. so how does that work, I guess, Brewing here and then having to take it back to uh, painful. Ballarat. Yeah, yeah painful. <laughs> yeah, it's painful. Well, that's right. It's uh, has some interesting logistics at yeah, times. Yeah. Business plan wise, it works well. So yeah. that's. So is this full time for you guys then? 
or no, no. not yet. Not is, yet. Is the plan like you know five years time? Do you want to have your own brewery, or are you happy doing it this way? Plan at this point is because we've got three young um, girls. Is that we're we're actually in the process of hopefully moving out to seven and a half acres just outside of town, about five minutes outside of Ballarat. Um, we'll get a much bigger facility there, but still we want to keep everything just us, so that we're. We never want to make a beer for an accountant. We want to make a beer for the people and what we like to drink. Um, and then eventually we want to have the door open one Sunday a month. Um, and very much, I love events and things like that. So same sort of thing, I want to match beers with events. I want to have you know, a Mexican you know, event one month, then you know, do something different the next month and have the beers and whatever food we have. Just a small cellar door that's, that's designed for people to come with their families. Yeah. Being beautiful surrounds. Yeah, mostly the, the cellar door thing really appeals to us. Yeah, so. yeah. It's the lifestyle for us though and that's yeah. the thing, we're not in it, we're, by no means are we going to get rich the way we're headed, but um, we'll be happy, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the plan. <laughs> I think there was a point there a few years ago where we were making such good beer that we just, it was a, a shame not to share it and I think that was kind of the big motivator to kind of get it out there. So. That's as good as any. Oh, yeah. It's still hard to get the beer off them, though. Yeah. Let me tell you. still very <laughs> Some, hard to pry like to it out of Sometimes hands. I don't like to share <laughs> What's what? the uh, food and um, beverage uh, scene like in Ballarat? So I guess for people that don't know Ballarat, how far is Ballarat from Melbourne? About an hour 20. So, and that's yeah. whether you're driving or on a train. Yeah, so trying to get the train under, under an hour. Yeah. I don't know if they'll get it there. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it actually is, um, it's got your, your quirky side to it still. But it's got some um, places that have gone, I wouldn't call them mainstream, but uh, they have room for sours up there. They have, you know, there's people out there that want to, you know, the same as what Melbourne people want, basically. So yeah, it's... it's um, good. It's getting there. Yeah, it's got a really good scene and a good yeah. vibe and the people are brilliant up there. Because what's Ballarat? And, the and a lot less traffic. city in Victoria, so, is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because there is that kind of underestimation of regional places in Australia where, or I guess anywhere in the world where you think, you know, outside of Melbourne or outside of your city, you're not going to, people don't want to get something like a, a sour beer or they don't, but people generally like things that are interesting, um, whether they know it exists yet or not, it's just a matter of letting them know it exists and then they're going to... Yeah, so I think the, uh, well, the internet and uh, social media is just... Allowed that to Yeah, it makes it a smaller spread. place, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The whole world's a lot smaller. So. Ooh, celebration. They, they liked that comment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Small worlds, guys. Small <laughs> worlds. Yeah. Um, I reckon we should take a short break and we'll open one of these beers to, to share. Great and reason about for that. a break. Awesome. We are back. We certainly are. Uh, we've just poured the... Parlay. Parlay Saison. Who's the guy on the cover? Dice uh, Man. Yeah, Dice Head. So basically that came about, We, uh, as you know, we let out with uh, Sideways. And I've mentioned we have kids and bills and everything that goes with it. Parlay, gambling terms, press, double down, walk away. It was our decision to double down. So I said, we're, we're going to risk this. Let's get an old school croupier there. Um, and that's basically where he came about with the whole, you know. Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So he's actually, if you have a look, he's got a snake eye. 
13-hour clock around him. Yeah, there's a lot going on oh, there. Yeah, there certainly yeah. is. It's such a detailed piece of art for a hand-drawn work. In each yeah. corner is a different um, one of the suits of cards. Or, is that what they're called? Suits? Suites? Yep. Yeah, I love it. They're kind of, um, kind of uh, yeah, they're not suits, they're representative of uh, seasons. Represent each seasons, season. yeah. So. Now, uh, Sour Farmhouse Ale, Sav, Blanc Barrels. There's another thing I read here, Apricot Shortbreads from a bakery. Yep, that was uh, Tell Fiona's, us about that. Fiona's up, update on it. I, oh, don't bring that up, please. I thought it might uh, allude to the fact there might be a little, little bit of uh, diacetyl in there, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. Girl More. version, it's a nice thing to drink on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> in a paddock somewhere. Yeah. So how did you add the shortbreads then? I always take shortbreads with me when, for my picnics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And okay, well, literally, how did you add the shortbreads in no, there? No, 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 no shortbreads in there. Okay. okay, right. okay. In there. <laughs> so they're just part of the uh, the experience. Correct. Along with the sound. Oh, hang on. Imagined with. Okay. Imagined with. Sorry. But there is. There is definitely like a, a sweetness in there, I guess, from the Sav barrels or yeah. There's some yeah. sort of character that I'm picking up. Yeah. Um, Sav Blanc, the yeast profile is quite sweet in itself. Um, yeah. What was your starting point for this beer? Where did you start, and how did you get to the end? Uh, it's actually pretty much the same base as our Grand Cru. So really simple. Uh, what's 30% uh, wheat, 70% uh, uh, barley malt. Uh, both malt, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, nice and simple. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> just love time and classical tunes. That's eh? it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. it. Totally. Yeah. What uh, yeast did you use, or was it uh, thirty-seven eleven Y yeast uh, for that one? So, um, but we would try and we prefer to do wild ferments. Um, yeah, or so uh, is that on the cards further down the track? Uh, yeah, we've actually got uh, Grand Crew MG coming out. Seventh uh, of December. Yep. And Just in time for summer. <laughs> Perfect. Christmas, Christmas, if anyone's listening. Anyone? Exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's a, a completely wild ferment, uh, cool ship style. So. Oh wow! So you've got a cool ship going on, or uh, just a large stainless uh, vessel, basically. That's what a cool ship is, right? That's, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so Have you yeah. captured any yeast, or are you just seeing what happens? Uh, basically, this one was done in a, a, a winery uh, after vintage, so a lot of yeast in the air. A lot of uh, yeah, other things going on. So yeah, why I guess why are you uh, doing the styles that you've you've started? Like are these styles that you love doing? You know, I guess you talk about wineries and stuff, and that expression of you know the the place and the barrels and 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 the ingredients. Uh, um, terroir. Terroir. Is that terroir. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yep. yeah, I guess uh, I've worked with a winemaker who says that you can't have terroir in Australia if you're uh, irrigating your vines anyway. So. Is, uh, it's debatable in that aspect, but um, yeah, I just love the style. I love sour beers, I love balanced beers and uh, complex beers. And I just love beer, really. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. But um, yeah, I really enjoy making it. It's amazing to see what time can actually give to uh, different beers. So how long did this one spend in the, in the barrels? That's six months, so it's quite a young one. But we've got a couple other ones that are... A bit older, as a 12 month, we've got uh, cider should sit in barrel for over over 12 months. Um, so yeah. the old school way, two summers. Yeah, two summers. That'd is be that ideal. A, is that a thing? I've never heard of that before. It is a thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm so learning. Yeah. Lambic brewers say you need to let it sit over two summers. So do we know why? Just to let that. Uh, I think it's to do with these uh, cycles of the the temperature, basically. 
I mean, if you didn't have any, you know, cooling or, you know, just put in a in a cave and let it warm up over summer a little bit and then cool down again over winter. So it's not a huge temperature differential, but it's enough to create uh, different processes. How does this ferment temps go in Ballarat? Because it can get bloody hot there, kind of. It can get yeah. bloody hot. <laughs> and it can get bloody cold most of the year. Um, but, yeah, we, we've got climate control. So yeah, okay. we're, we're completely Yeah, Everything um, is kept stable. at temperature. Yeah. It does fluctuate a bit, though. I'm curious about the list of venues that, that you had to start with. Who was on the list? Uh, independent bottle shops, basically. Yeah. Anyone's not who, not owned by large corporations. It's all, all small stuff. Uh, the ones where you walk in and you meet the owners. Yeah, and they're the pioneers of craft industry in, in Victoria anyway. So, um, yeah. Have you said anything outside the state yet? No. Do you yet. plan to? Not looking no? to, really, no. Okay. Uh, we've had we, been approached we can't by see it. Uh, online sales to ship outside the state, but I'm not sure if we'll do that due to the a lack of control over shipping techniques and things. So, yep. see how we go. Yeah, and that's the thing. Our, our bottom line is we we want to be happy. We want to make something that everyone else is happy with and just share it. And if you can't control, I used to panic. I'd wake up in the middle of the night saying, "Ed, what are you doing?" You know, look at all these new people that start up. And he used to say to me, as long as you make good quality and you look after it consistently, we'll be okay. And that's, that's always made me feel a lot more comfortable about where we were headed. And that's very much the ethos that we're going to keep because once you let it go outside of your control and, or you have too many staff and you've got to pay all these other people, you lose that bit that you can look after it. And we're in a very privileged position where we've been able to back ourselves and deliver something that we're both really proud of. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't necessarily want to give up my day job, but if we can get it to a point where it's paying the bills, that's good. But as long as it pays for itself, that's the primary thing. So. What is your day job? Uh, at the moment. <laughs> I work at a factory at the moment. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So this is a, living local. Living local. A nice that's creative it. outlet yeah, from, totally. from factory. Yeah. And what's your background, Fiona, going into sales? I've never done sales. My dad is in sales. He always told me I'd be good in sales, and I went, no, no, no. Um, I came up through a finance background, basically, so through the banks and stuff, then through a casino, up to the snow doing uh, all the finances for uh, Mount Hotham Resort Management. Um, and then since we've had kids, that's been full time for me. So uh, this, for me, is like I get to socialise again. <laughs> so pretty much you're on a date with us now, if you don't know yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, when we go out and work like this, this is our date night. Tax deductible date. That's great. Yeah, yeah, we're working idea, it. <laughs> so I get the sense you both enjoying doing Dollar Bell then. Yeah. yeah. Totally. We do. Yeah. We like each other. We like doing this. Nearly 13 years married, so we're, we're working all right. It's going okay. Not going to be a point after, you know, one too many trips to Melbourne. You're just like, screw it. I don't know. I can't today. work with you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll be the traffic, today. not me, that yeah. kills yeah. you. <laughs> Do you think that helps you guys that you are basically hand-delivering the beers oh, once we a week to people? Massively. We get told, we walked into Carwin Cellars this morning and straight away it was old schoolers. <laughs> and they're, they're up to see us and to have a chat. And, you know, we went out the back, checked out their extension that's going on, all that stuff. And very much everyone's family. I'm very good at adopting. So, and I like that about, uh, we barter as well, you know. We're old school and it's what I enjoy about being in this industry is there's people that are the same. It's a sense of community and 
I don't want to lose that. That's the part I like about brewing is, you know, I don't understand the part where they make the beer, but where I get to go and visit all these people that all own businesses and they interact with the public and we have these amazing chats. So many people don't get that in their life anymore. They're, they're isolated, whereas I now have way more friends than I've ever had. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know and if they all feel the same. <laughs> but <laughs> and they're buying things off you as well. So that, that, uh, Correct. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> it's a good day if we go home with um, more money in the bank than we've actually spent in their shops. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's one of the traps. I, I picked those bottle shops for a reason. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, working at just Promise every now and then, the amount of beer reps that come in and they drop off a case or they say, oh, do you need any beer? And as they're saying that, they're going to the fridge. Like, oh, I don't... Already oh, on my yeah, way. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all over this thing. Yeah, yeah. The industry kind of feeds itself. It's good. Yeah, and yeah. It, as you said, like it, it is that kind of community group where people... It really is. And it, kick, losing that, you know, you see beer reps become more management and or brewers become more management. They kind of lose that. Um, yeah. It comes to wine industry in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. Sorry. Uh, now, <laughs> off microphone, you told us about your, your ultimate version of the cellar door uh, with jazz bands and stuff. Can you paint a picture for our listeners? I, I think that's an interesting... You don't, we're not going to hold you to this either. Ok, so. Excellent. So I was going to start off, imagine a swamp. Not quite that bad. But uh, it's look, it won't be fancy to start with, but it'll be a place that uh, has simple food. So we wouldn't even be serving stuff that needs to be cooked. It'll be a light food that can be easily prepared, matched with beers and stuff. Open fireplaces, gorgeous trees and stuff to walk around, kids to run, all those sorts of things. And it'll be once a month. And we'd want to pair, you know, a new beer when we do it with what sort of music we're going to run. So whether we're having a jazz band on or whether it's going to be folk or if we're going to have a DJ or something and make an event, you know. I I also look at it and go, I'd like to eventually incorporate things like fun runs where, you know, people start from there. They do a 5K run, come back, they get lunch and, you know, their families can wait there while they run. You know, it's... It's where it is, where the, the husbands and wives and the kids all stay together and can find experiences they can share. It makes for a community. And Ballarat is super supportive of us as far as that goes. And I can see it's the place where this cellar door will work. They, they're just they're giving people that support each other. And you give them something that's fun and something special, a little bit different, they're, they're bang up for it. Is that kind of the approach in terms of, you know, you're, you're putting a, a music uh, match on the label, um, you want to do that, you know, fun runs, it's kind of a holistic approach to everything where it's not just about what's in the, the glass, it's about everything else that goes around it? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's, it, it is a holistic pro- approach, but it's, uh, I, I think it's more about a venue, having a venue and, and a place to showcase our beers and then uh, providing entertainment on top of that, yeah. Yeah, it's a home and it's a place where the community can feel it's also their home, you know. I, we want them to feel, we're sitting here, as you said, at stomping ground. You look around here, I think half the people in here feel like this is their home, you know. And that's, a, that's an incredible atmosphere for someone to be able to create. People will be part of your dream then and then they become your friend. And then I have more people to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> so, lowering our eyes a little bit... Um, What's in the sort of the next year for you guys? Uh, just kind of chipping away at, at new releases. Yep, that's it. So just nice, slow, easy new releases every quarterly, and that's about it. What are, What are you most excited about releasing? 
Uh, would have to be... Grand Crew MG. Yeah, Grand Crew MG coming in for December. Very excited about that um, one. And then after that, yeah, some sour, real sour uh, saisons, pretty saisons next year. So, uh, Grand Crew MG, so you've got the Grand Crew here. What's the MG different? Uh, Method Gers, there's a lot of uh, okay, debate yeah. about whether that's yeah, yeah, okay. the appropriate way to style it, but yeah, MG, we've called it. So, What surprised you about going into this venture that you didn't think was going to happen or, or what were you uh, not really I think distribution's a pain in the ass and uh, bottling's a pain in the ass but you, you probably knew that already <laughs> yeah, yeah I knew not, that already not surprises as yeah, such no surprises. yeah okay yeah. <laughs> probably surprised I haven't thrown a tantrum yeah possibly I've been no very tantrums. well behaved. no been tantrums pretty good so far. Unbelievable. I have bottled I have boxed I have delivered all without tantrum it's all been good so yeah no real surprises at the moment anything you do differently have you I feel I would possibly commit more to uh, doing larger volumes. That will come in time. Yeah, we're still working on that. How does that become a reality? How does we that buy reality? things. Yeah, uh, right. You spend a lot of money? Venues, equipment, yeah, money, okay. yeah, the works. So. Anything else that we need to know before we wrap up? Now's your chance to plug in anything. Well, I'd like to say thank you to Ballarat for one, because Ballarat is, a, as we've said, an amazing town, and especially the guys in it, uh, Hop Temple, uh, the Mellow and the Athletics Club. Oh, and Angie, if you're listening from Coach House, God bless you. Um, they're, they're really great people. And we seriously have had, like our biggest sales are still up there. Um, and we're in seven venues in Ballarat and 19 in Melbourne. Yeah, wow. So it shows we've got people that are constantly saying how good we are. Um, and the other one I'd like to say is thank you to our kids. That has nothing to do with anything, but... Uh, if you want to know how serious we are about beer, our first daughter's name is Cooper. The next daughter's name is Miller. And then the last one, it was a toss-up between Stella and Sierra. But we went with soda. Scotch and soda, traveller. <laughs> so, um, no, we're in this. We're a family. And uh, thank you guys for spending the time with us today too. It's our pleasure. No worries. How do people uh, keep track of all things Dollar Bill? Uh huh. We have a website happening. We're like days away from it being live. <laughs> Very so good. So we will have a mailing list there, um, which will have uh, you'll get notified about all our new releases and things. But if you go onto our website, it's got all the stockers on there, and uh, any of those guys will look after you. But we're in your. I think the people that are listening to this probably know where to go. Sure. You know. um, What's the website? Dollarbill.com. Dollarbill.com. Easy. What are you? Dot .au. .au. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Hopefully it's live by the time this goes up next week. Should be. Okay, cool. Fantastic. There, cool. there is a, another website up at the moment. So Awesome. So oh, there's a placeholder. We can, um, thank you so much for your time, guys. I really enjoyed it. And that uh, Saison was great. And I, it's I was, so good. Yeah, yeah really Wait appreciate it. Wait try the, um, the Grand the Crew one. next. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that thank once you. we wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you again. <laughs>